0: Hi everyone and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host Leanne the Barefoot Medium and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from spirit source the divine to inspire you to transform your experience consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, like always, before we get started in this episode, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations peoples who are tuning in from around the world. So, Kick off your shoes, take some beautiful deep breaths into your heart space, and step into this spiritual sacred container for a deep and intimate connected conversation with my guest Dr Karen Kahn on harnessing your sensitivity as a superpower welcome Karen
1: hi Leanne thanks so much for having me on your show I'm super excited to be here
0: I'm super excited to see where our conversation goes now Dr Karen is a doctor of light medicine a number one international best-selling author visionary and pioneer in the fields of healing consciousness and spirituality. Her mission is to empower spiritually conscious people to harness their intuition, healing and manifesting superpowers so they can reach their highest vibration and help anchor in a brand new reality of love, joy, peace and harmony for all. I love that.
1: Thank you. (laughs) That really is my mission. So I think it's been like that since I was age five. But now Perfect. we have uh, adult words to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And tell me, tell us
0: a little bit about your journey and how you've come to be doing the work that you're doing.
1: Uh, well, certainly as a first generation Chinese coming to Canada from Hong Kong, um, all my friends were more or less guided into professions like, you know, um, dentistry or um, medicine, things like that. And I wanted to be a teacher and uh, that didn't go over as well as I would have liked because both my parents were teachers and uh, they just felt very put upon and controlled. And um, they said, you know, you really need to, you know, be your own boss and which was correct except they'd never done it. So I didn't know how to, you know, do that. Um, so I went to medical school, like a good Chinese girl, <laughs> you know, got straight A's and, and, you know, ended up at the top, you know, uh, you know, 10% of my class and, uh, you know, began that journey of, you know, trying to be everything to everyone, which I know now was probably not very smart. Uh, so then I burnt out and, uh, not realizing I was. Such a highly sensitive person, I was just taking on everyone's pain, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of pain when it comes to medicine, right? People very sick, children dying. I mean, there's a lot of pain there. Um, and so layer upon layer, I just felt like, I guess I was carrying it this whole time. And I ended up very sick <laughs> with uh, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autoimmune disease, depression, anxiety, a whole host of things that I thought for like never in a million years, I would have guessed that someone who was, you know, at the top of the class was going to succumb to something like that. So I had a bias that I just felt like people just didn't try hard enough. But I was trying as hard as I could, and I still got sick. So I was like, wow, paradigm shift right there. So that was the start of a beautiful journey reconnecting to spirit, which I had long forgotten because uh, the husband I had at the time, um, you know, it was really about human power. Uh, and he was an atheist and, and he gave me all this information about how, you know, how these terrible things that the, the church has done and all this kind of stuff. And I was just so shocked that I just dropped everything, you know, equilibrating like spirit with religion. And it's, as you know, not the same thing, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but my sickness was able to reconnect me to the source and, and the divine. And it was definitely a rocky journey, but uh, the, the really great thing is I made that commitment to, to, to be better no matter what it took. And that's a wonderful stubbornness that I have, tenacity, some people will call it. And uh, so I was able to, you know, heal myself of these chronic um, incurable, so-called incurable diseases in about two years. And I continued on that journey and then sharing the wisdom that I've learned with other people. So I wrote a book, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach, and then um, uh, several other books. And the last one is my favorite uh, and and my passion, which is sensitivity is your superpower. So helping highly sensitive people like you and I be able to not just navigate the world with greater ease, but really be able to use our sensitivity as uh, an avenue to creating the world that we wanna see out, out there. I
0: love that. And I love that your journey has taken you through that um, because you can really step into the shoes of the people that you're working with who need help and support. And I love how you bring in the, you know, the Chinese family and the expectations that sit there from family. And we all, no matter which culture we come from, often experience expectations about what we should or shouldn't be doing with our lives. And, you know, I love that you you did that because it gave you the wisdom, the knowledge, the tools, the skills that you needed for later in your, your journey for, for this space that you're in and to be able to bring both that scientific approach with the spirituality and I think that's really key particularly for sensitive people because like you said it is a superpower once we become conscious of how we work and how our sensitivity works um you know and and the exhaustion the overwhelm the 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 illness is often for sensitives, just a sign that you're taking on too much, too, too much energy. And it's all energy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, at the end of the
1: day, it's all energy. And, and I have a highly scientific, kind of slightly nerdy mind. And uh, so marrying the the science, I was always the skeptic, wanted proof for everything. It used to drive my parents nuts, right? As a kid, as a teenager, well, what's the scientific proof for this, right? And they're like rolling their eyes like, oh, see this girl, right? Uh, and I'm still that way, but at the same time, now recognizing the, the wonderful right brain intuitive parts, which although there's some amazing science coming out of heart math and other places, really sharing, hey, this stuff is real, folks. This is not just some woo-woo weird, you know, thing that, that's actually scientific basis for these things. Um, and being able to marry these two has it's been so fun. Really fun in the journey, and fun sharing it with people. And so, guess what? Doctor means teacher. I found yeah. out later. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's exactly what I do day in and day out as I teach. Can't help it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And and I love that you talk about marrying the the logical, the analytical, the yeah, that yeah. brain with the intuitive, the sensitive, because. We all have that within us, and it's mm-hmm. really important to recognise it. And like you, um, you, are, I'm a, I'm a healthy skeptic. My my background's criminology, psychology, and Holy I'm stepping what? into a PhD. So, wow. yeah, yeah. I,
1: show,
0: show me the had evidence. Day day,
1: the last two years,
0: <laughs> <laughs> show me the evidence. Show me the what's the proof for that? And I think that there's a really healthy balance that we can bring to the world with marrying those two together because it's the divine masculine and the divine feminine coming together
1: yeah absolutely and now the divine child is that beautiful integration of both (laughs) yeah i heard that recently i'm like oh i really resonate with that that's that's really neat
0: i love that wonderful
1: time it really is i know you know that Just, you know, even though it is difficult for people, um, but the energies are quote unquote accelerating. And so we have this amazing opportunity to heal at very deep levels very quickly and, you know, get these superpowers on lock, if you will. And and they keep expanding naturally, even if we don't even know we have them. So um, we might as well play.
0: Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what healing is for you.
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. A lot of people have, I'll maybe call it a misunderstanding, which is myself as well in the past, is that healing is the resolution of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, you know, taking a naproxen, which used to be my favorite drug, (laughs) taking a naproxen to get rid of a headache gets rid of symptoms, but did it really cure the underlying causes of that, whether that be you know, you're you have a cell phone, you know, in your pocket all day long, or whether you have a, a trapped emotion twenty years back that you didn't clear. I mean, that's not really the the cause, right? So healing is no longer to me the resolution of symptoms. You know, healing is really, uh, um, you know, if defined differently from my point of view now, is really about evolving oneself. And so someone could die of cancer and be healed. I know that sounds really weird in our Western mind, but Mm -hmm. I had a friend that that happened to, she had, you know, uh, an anal cancer that generally speaking is just, I mean, it's not usually a big deal. It doesn't kill people. Right. Mm -hmm. But somehow she got convinced to get chemo and all that kind of stuff. She didn't ask me for advice, (laughs) but, you know, I was like, oh boy, that's, that's kind of like, you know, That's like bringing a a big cannon to like a little birthday party. What's going on? But she ended up with a chemo related, you know, spread of the cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was very sick, very skinny. And I just felt really bad at the time for her. And she says, no, no, don't feel bad for me. She says, my relationship with my mother was very strained all these years. And now she's taking care of me. And we are having this most amazing connection. She -hmm. says, my body is dying, but I feel completely healed. And that really helped me like oh okay healing's not what I thought it was so yeah that that was a great question thank you Leanne
0: that's okay and I love that um that you bring that example in because you know from my perspective as well every illness or dis-ease starts on that spiritual energetic level and comes into us through that mental emotional body And then it becomes physical if we haven't really addressed those other areas, right? Because it's just an imbalance that we're not present to or conscious of. And if we're able to really dive in deep and sometimes it really takes some presence, some strength, some courage, some (laughs) (laughs) capacity, absolutely, and some stubbornness. Yep. Um, to dive in and go, you know, what is this? and and you know I've been there, done that many a time. Um, you know, and in, in the last two years, it's been challenging for a lot of people to to move through things. and, yeah, um you know, I had some inflammation going on in my shoulder, and I was like, mm, I know that this is connected somewhere here. And so, diving in really allowed me to to tap into what the anger was that was trapped and where it was that I was carrying burdens and responsibilities that I really didn't want to carry. And so as soon as I really recognised what that was and was able to release it, symptoms have pretty much dissolved, right? And so it's really important that we do the inner work and then the the exterior shows and manifests for us. And that's that connection with manifesting is or dis is.
1: We're, we're creators.
0: So absolutely. yeah, that
1: that's that's you know part of um, the sensitivities to superpower book was was helping people connect with their inner creator. Um, Because we can change lots of things like I was just telling somebody earlier today on on my podcast around, uh, you know, helping people find lost pets, you know, and there's a little bit of spiritual technology related to that or changing the weather or, or, you know, we teach that in the book, uh, you know, things that most people think well that's kind of weird or no way you can't do that, all of us are capable of that, uh, but it takes us being curious about ourselves right and um, just being open and, and that's I think more and more people are getting to that placeland which is very very um, um, you know fun to see
0: yeah and I, I like how you bring in that word curious and and I often use the word wonder
1: um, mm-hmm. to bring
0: in that curiosity because you know if we if we hold on to whether it's a disease or an illness or, a, or something within our our energetic body, it creates that imbalance, that challenge, that disease, that frustration, that whatever that goes on there and it manifests in our world. And if we step into curiosity, like you said, or wonder, I wonder what's playing out here. I wonder what the solution is to this. I wonder what the next step is. I wonder what is really playing out here. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. It opens the space for the solution and the answer to come in for us, doesn't it?
1: Right, absolutely. And using that curiosity and that wonder and that line of questioning, the cool thing is that our left analytical brain wants to find the solution. So instead of focusing on the problem per se, which, I mean, there's there's pluses to that, for sure, to be clear on things. And our left brain and analytical side definitely don't want to throw that out.
0: Mm-hmm. But at the
1: same time, when we say, I wonder, then the left brain goes, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out the solution. You know, it just naturally wants to answer that question. So instead of asking, which most people do, myself included, in the past why is this happening? Right. Why, why, why I've done all this work. Why is this happening now? Right. I'm just talking about myself guys. Okay. But in case some people recognize themselves now, it's sort of like, huh, I, I wonder what's going on. I wonder what I am to learn, evolve. And if we just assume nowadays, I know they say it's not good to assume, but if we switch it around and go, well, just assume that it is for your highest and greatest good somehow, Mm -hmm. somewhere, yeah. Then you ask that you can even ask that question of your analytical brain. Huh? I wonder how this is for my highest and greatest good, right? Yeah. And then the left brain will find the answer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I often ask clients, "I wonder how this is serving you." Uh, oh, it's not. Well, it must be on some level, right, right. And, and coming back to what you talked about with those the journey with with illnesses or disease spirits often taught me that, that that is a journey for people to go through to learn and to grow and every dis is
1: is an invitation to take a yes, different action. Mm-hmm. Yeah I love that word invitation you know it's it's soft but it really is true because a lot of times we've been conditioned to think it's some sort of attack yeah. you know some sort of thing that's against us right we're in a real big fight um paradigm in, in in this consciousness, the 3D consciousness. And we're moving away from that. Although you hear lots of people saying the word flight these days still. Um, but what you're saying, I, I I absolutely love that. It's an invitation, you know, mm-hmm. to to evolve, to step forward to do something different. And, and sometimes I like to do little experiments. I like to say experiments where I'm like, huh. Oh, well, I used to do this, but I'm going to try it this way this time, you know, and sometimes it's oops. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe that wasn't the intended result, or maybe it's like, ooh, yeah, this was good. I yeah. don't you know.
0: Yeah. And I love that because it does bring in that playful childlike energy, doesn't it? Which as you said, is the marriage of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And that's that's what we're here to do really is to come back into balance. Talk to us a little bit about what intuition is for you.
1: Yeah, so um the formal, like uh if you say if you will, the the definition of sensitivity, a highly sensitive person through Elaine Aaron, you know, there's a whole quiz that you can do on her website related to that. So sensitive people. Are now considered about thirty percent of the population. So they're sensitive to, you know, fluorescent lights, loud sounds, coarse fabrics, noxious smells, negative emotions of other people. They can feel stuff happening around the world. You know, <laughs> like you know when nine eleven hit, for example, they're the ones that just are really having a bad day and don't know why, right? So that's really a gift, your ability to sense. And um, you know, when I talk about intuition, I think it's sort of like. It's like being able to discern your senses to a place where it's useful <laughs> because uh, a lot of us highly sensitive people are literally processing billions of packets of energy information per second or nanosecond. And that can be pretty darn uh daunting now most people nonsensitives are as well but for sensitive people they can literally feel it in their bodies yeah. and their natural manifesting abilities can actually therefore manifest some of these things if they're not really clear on who they are versus so called the outside world now we're all one okay but but we're individuations of the one embodied at least in my understanding in this timeline so intuition is more useful than just sensing yeah in in my vernacular
0: yeah I love that because you know what I often teach people who are one who are highly sensitive people or empaths or or intuitives which people often call them um, is that you have to know what is your own energy and who you are and what you're sensitive to and how those external energies impact and and influence sometimes you. Because when you're conscious and present to that, you're able to stay really grounded, really present, really centred in your awareness of what's going on in the external and and that's our job is to and some of us are here to anchor in that new mm-hmm. energy and we can't anchor anything in if we're picking up on everyone and everything all around us and it's what i call wobbling us right so energetically yeah. all over the place and yeah, we I don't know just if like we really that
1: are. Yeah. yeah. Myself as well. Um, it's, uh, my, my mentor, Marcus Burr talks about it being the resonant energy field, the more stable someone's resonant energy field is the usually the healthier and happier they are. And, um, one of the things I put in my book, uh, the SOS clearing chapter, there's like six or seven different ways of clearing your energy field, clearing energies that are not yours from your body. In addition to the most important chapter, probably in the whole book which is the process I call stillness through observing internal movement, where we get to really feel in our bodies, who's us, you know, who's Mm -hmm. us. And when we are fully present in the body, in our own bodies and feeling our bodies, anything that isn't us often will just fade away or get out of our current attention. And in this SOS clearing chapter, there is one that was really new to me that I want to share. Um, It was called, um, well, I, I call it the astral connection control. And one of my other former mentors, Tamara Joy Patterson, shared with me that some people have um, the astral connection is too big uh, versus what they can manage. And um, because I was asking her a question years and years ago around the idea of um, uh, certain kinds of herbs, uh, peyote, ayahuasca, uh, I mean, different psychedelics and things like that. And if they were safe, because mm-hmm. I was noticing that there were a lot of negative entities near people that were doing, you know, certain, you know, marijuana, like certain types of drugs. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'm having a misunderstanding here. Cause some of these things are ancient and they're, you know, supposedly amazing. And she explained to me that if someone's astral connection is too open, and they're not grounded, and they're not here embodied, mm. uh, then they are more susceptible to psychic attacks and other awarenesses that are not for their highest and greatest good. So she actually, and I and I had permission from her to share it, um, how to close or at least diminish the astral Connection so that it's safer for those people. And she said that some of the drugs can artificially open the connection when it actually is not balanced for that person at that point in time. Mm. Um, and, and so, yeah, you, you can't just say all psychedelics are bad or all psychedelics are good. It kind of depends on the person, their groundedness, what's going on with them. Um, yes. You know, it might feel amazing in the moment, but uh, it's possible that there could also be invitations to other energies that are unwanted if we're not well grounded.
0: Yeah. And, and I love how you talk about that because, you know, from the psychology perspective and the -hmm. the mental health perspective, there is a very big spiritual connection to some of that as well. And it is about that channel being really big and, and often people stepping into using some of those ayahuasca, marijuana, whatever things that are there externally of themselves to sometimes escape the, the things that are really going on. Whereas if you're grounded and intentional with how you step into that, you're, you're more easily able to manage and notice what comes up for you.
1: And Right, and having those healthy boundaries, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. And for me, I know that you know when, when I experience those new energies coming in, it can be really you're really big. And I've I've often stepped into asking my guides to just slow it down, bring it in a little bit more gently and easily. So I I know now, because I've become more aware of it, when those bigger energies are, are coming in. And I can I really set those boundaries on a spiritual level as well to go, no, 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 slow down. I've got to have a physical life as well.
1: Right. Right. That's a really, really good point. And, uh, you know, a little bit more evolved in, in um, being able to discern those things. Not everybody can. Um, but the nice thing is that, uh, if somebody, you know, temporarily closes or at least narrows their astral connection, um, it, it I, I don't believe that it's going to be unsafe for them. Cause it's only going to go as far as it is for the high screen is good. And the funny thing is, is that when I first started learning this, I, every time I'd go to the skating rink. Uh, and I'm an adult skater. Um, if I did not close my astral connection at the beginning, I'd start literally being wobbly. Like I couldn't center my spins and things like that. I was just feeling too much, of you know, including other people's stuff. And so I'd close it, close it, close it. But then after a while of doing a lot of energy work, or the years went uh, by, and I just thought, well, I haven't done this in a while. What's going on? And so <laughs> my astral connection was completely wide open, and I thought. That's interesting. So I thought, well, I'm going to try to close it, you know, and nothing happened. (laughs) It just stayed open. And and what I understood at that point was I was in the body enough, you know, grounded enough that I could handle that amount of information. That's not going to make my physical body wobbly or be dangerous if I'm skating. And I thought, well, wow, that is super interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Now I'm i I'm aware of time and you and I could talk for a long time. Um, Talk to me about, you know, one or two things that you can share with people about sensitivity being a superpower.
1: Yeah, well, number one, we kind of already, you know, touched on it a little bit. But, um, you know, people are like, oh, I'm too sensitive, I'm too sensitive, right? And our society doesn't really applaud that. They they don't go, oh, you're so sensitive, good for you, right? It's like, oh, you got a gold medal or, oh, you got an A plus in school, right? So one of the things that prevent us from really using our sensitivity as a superpower are some of these myths that we have grown up with. So letting go of that conditioning. So just the shift in perspective of even the word maybe, oh, well, maybe my sensitivity could be a superpower. That shift is sometimes enough to start it going, because if you think it's bad, if you think you, it's a curse, guess what? You're not going to be able to use it, right? So that shift in perspective is really important. The second thing is really be you, and how do we get to know you? I was always out here, out here, out here, feeling everybody else's stuff. That chapter four in my sensitivities are super broke is one way, my, my most efficient way, stillness through observing internal movement where I can start feeling the energy in my body and it brings all my attention and awareness back to the body and anything that is not mine starts to fade away so I get to know me and not me so if I start feeling terrible well terrible is too hard a word. I don't really feel terrible anymore but um like irritable that's a better word so if I start getting irritable annoyed I can stop go in within feel my body and go hmm is this mine and oftentimes it isn't (laughs) then I'm like okay recalibrate the sensors folks Right? and so you can learn how to do this and, and the third piece is just being able to consciously uh, clear what you don't need to know and what the energies that no longer serve you and sometimes that means in my case with the you know a higher spiritual responsibility sometimes uh, means that sometimes i have to focus on mother earth or the cosmos or something else where i just assist in a healing. Um, And then I stop feeling that things and that's a little bit more sophisticated, but Mm -hmm. it's um, all is based on that first mindset, like paradigm shift. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you, you know? Um, And if you can, even, even if you can't accept it right now, the people listening in, even you can wonder, well, maybe could, could this be true? That is enough. Um, And being able to know yourself is, you know, transformational.
0: Yeah. And I I love how you bring in that, you know, wonder and learning to know who you are and what's you and what's someone else, because I think that's really key to being able to understand your sensitivity and understanding is often the first step in, you know, really being able to empower yourself to live with in a beautiful, amazing way, your sensitivities and use them, like you say, as a superpower, because they are.
1: They are. And and that's why I wrote the book, because I wanted people to have, you know, an easy access to like a training manual. How do you start, you know, using your sensitivity to power? How do you start, you know, um, you know, what are the ways in which you can uh, use it to access your intuition? So we have several different methods of doing that, including divine muscle testing, intuitive impressioning. How can you use that for self-healing? You know, mm-hmm. we have some um, self-healing props in there, as well as how to use that for creation, how to create your new reality, how to change. If, if, if a five-year-old can learn to change the weather, if we can teach that, Five-year-old in five minutes. What can you do as an adult, right? So, <laughs> these are all just you know ways in which you can practice doing that. And uh, I actually have a camp as well every year, once a year, where we actually do it for those those days. We do it together, and people really get to experience their superpower with with my support.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much um, for joining me and for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and those beautiful tips for people. Can you tell people where they can connect with you if they'd like to know more?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, on my website KarenCan.com. Uh, they're right at the top banner. Um, there is uh, my book. Um, you can get it as an ebook or you can go to any book reseller to, to get the physical copy. and we actually have $1,000 dollars in gifts including some uh, specific meditations and self-healing things from myself and colleagues as well. So it's a really, really great start. And once you're on my mailing list, we actually do mini healings with my uh, healing modality, Topa and Healing every single month. So people can just participate for free, have some fun, learn more about um, their own gifts and sensitivities and um, how they can use them. So that's probably the best place to go. And we have connections there to, you know, YouTube and Facebook and all that good stuff. So I'd love to connect with people there. Beautiful.
0: Thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure having you and to hear your perspective and your knowledge and wisdom. And for everyone listening, please hit the um, like button or subscribe or pop a comment down below to let us know what insights or wisdom you gained from this episode. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thanks, everyone. Pleasure. So those of you who want to connect with me further, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au and check out Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of those places, uh, Leanne the Barefoot Medium or the Barefoot Medium. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing in the world, connect with you, connect with your sensitivity, connect with who you are and really start looking at how you can use that as your superpower. Until next time, I'll see you on the next episode of Barefoot with Spirit.